0: The scripture today is Matthew 9, 27 to 34. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, crying loudly, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you have faith that I can do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, Let it be done to you. And their eyes were opened. Then Jesus sternly ordered them, See that no one knows of this. But they went away and spread the news about him through all of that district. After they had gone away, a demon-possessed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the one who had been mute spoke. And the crowds were amazed and said, Never has anything like this been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees were saying, by the ruler of the demons, he casts out the demons.
1: This story in the Bible, you know, last week when I, uh, before I told the story, I said that it's, this is a, a dangerous passage. And this is kind of one too. This is one that can kind of uh, upset the, the apple cart of our, of our uh Understanding of Christ in a way, and it has. Uh, Jesus has been uh, his his mission is in full force. We've been following the book of Matthew, and his mission is in full force. And he is uh, walking through the town. He's heading toward another location, another house. But while he's on the way there, two people that are visually impaired they yell out, uh, "Son of David." Uh, it was, and, and that's there purposely because a lot of people, they referred to G- Jesus as son of David, uh, noting the lineage of the uh, of the genealogy of that he is a, a son of David, meaning he's a descendant of David, where the Old Testament talks about that that would be the lineage that would lead us to the Messiah, the Christ. And so what they're doing is they're, by saying son of David, they're acknowledging that he is the Messiah. They're yelling out son of David, uh, have mercy on us. And Jesus turns and he goes to them and he says, uh, do you believe that I can heal you? And they say, yeah. Uh, And so he lays his hands on their eyes and immediately their vision is restored. And he says, now don't go telling anybody about this. Uh, And eventually, uh, immediately, they just run off and go tell him. You know, So even the believers, sometimes we don't exactly follow what Jesus tells us to do. Uh, and so they run off and they go um, they, you know, tell people about uh, what Christ has done for them. And then he, he moves on and there's a person that they say is uh, uh, possessed and they, the person cannot speak because of their possession. And it says that Jesus removes the demon from them and they're able to speak again. The religious leaders they say well you know that's work of the devil you know anytime you do something good there's always a critic isn't there any time that you have a smile on your face there's somebody that just wants to wipe that smile off um, the dangerous part of this passage is in the healing um, a while back uh, my wife allison and i allison's actually not running the camera today she's right over there uh, don't get up. She, she and I, she and I uh, for those of you that uh, don't see on the camera, uh, Allison is sitting right over there, and she is in a wheelchair. Uh, she doesn't need it. She's just lazy. But um, <laughs> who said that? I'm getting in trouble with a lot of people here. No, we were actually walking through a, um, it was like a craft fair. And as we were walking, we saw this group of people. There was about five of them. And they're they're standing over there, and they're just, they're waiting, and they're watching, you know. And it looks like they're looking for something specific. And as we we approach, you could see them just go, there's one. And they run over, and they say, we want to pray for your healing. And they just surround Allison, and they... They pray for her, and they expect you know her to you know jump up and uh, do a dance and everything like that, but um, kick him in the shins I'll but uh, that this and then they they like they like tagged her like she, they, they were and then they took their stance again and waited for another one to come by it, it, Needless to say, it, it made Allison feel like she was uh, a thing instead of a person. I think they had good intention, but uh, needless to say, it was, it was an uncomfortable situation. Um, when we talk about healing, sometimes I think that we miss what the healing in the Bible truly is. In this case, Jesus uh, approached two people that were visually impaired and he gave them their sight. He approaches somebody that uh, is not able to speak and he gives them uh, the ability to speak again. There's, there's very few times, there's times when in the Bible when it will say, uh, you know, Jesus walked through the village and he cured all diseases and, and things like that. But primarily, the thing that we always hear about are individual stories Jesus talking to the individual, approaching a person and healing the thing that is uh, wrong with them. Right? I think that that we miss the point when we forget that. Because what Christ is doing is he is approaching us as individuals, and that's significant. I'm a firm believer that everything that is in the Bible is there for a reason. It is there to inspire us, to challenge us. It's there for us to debate, but it's there for a reason. And the fact that Jesus heals this person and this person and this person, but not that person. Have you ever noticed that? If you're walking through a town... uh, there are people that, uh, the, in the first century, for instance, like uh, visually impaired folks, they um, were seen as people that could earn their living uh, through begging outside of the town. So if you entered any kind of village or any kind of town, there would uh, most likely be people on the outside of that town. Uh, they would be begging as you would enter that town. That was their income. That was their, their, their main uh, function. And it was also an agreement that the people of the town preferred it, that they were on the outside. There are different beliefs of this kind of stuff. There were, when you had any kind of a, a physical, noticeable um, difference, you were seen as noticeably different. You were seen as somebody that either God was angry at, um, and you were being punished because that's, that's how you got that affliction. Either you or a relative of yours or somebody uh, had, had caused a, you know God to be angry, and therefore you have that. At the most part, you were not seen as an equal, and you definitely were not seen as somebody that was welcome inside the temple, inside the places of worship, uh, you were not seen as somebody that was worthy of God's love because you were different. There's a lot of people in our world today that are different and seen that same way. They're seen as you know, uh, you can you can come and worship with us. You just got to. Ch- you got to be healed in that, in that area first. Uh, even in today's society, there are things that uh, when people have differences, we uh, don't really want to have them part of our inner circle, our inner community. We don't want to stretch that far. And so in comes the miraculousness of healing, where we just say, if you have enough faith, God will heal anything that's wrong with you. If you have enough faith, and we see on television and we see in person, as we've noticed, people coming up to people that they can physically see that something is different from them. Therefore, because it's different, it's something that is wrong and needing of healing. And a lot of people are taught this, They're taught that if there's a a physical ailment in somebody, that it is wrong and it needs to be corrected. And if you pray on them and nothing happens, what we learn is it's not your fault. It's theirs because they didn't have enough faith. The fact that Allison didn't jump up and do a two-step was to, in the eyes of the people that approached her, it wasn't because they, they prayed wrong, it's because she didn't believe. And so even the act of healing somebody, the person still walks away with a prejudiceness that that person is different, they remain different, and they're different for a reason. And sometimes we do that in our society for all kinds of things. But the thing that I really want to point out is, remember, Jesus is walking from point A to point B in a lot of these towns. But what we hear in the Bible is that he healed that person and that person. That person can see again. That person can walk again. This person can speak again. But we know Just as it is in our society, there's more than just that person and that person and that person. There are people in our society, even back then, that if you just talked about the physical healing, it would appear that Jesus passed them up. It's never said in the Bible that Jesus cured all blindness. That Jesus cured all demon possession, all hunger. That Jesus cured everything. Uh, just a, and there was it didn't exist anymore, because if he did, we wouldn't be hearing about it. It'd be like dinosaurs. We'd go, "What was that like?" That's interesting. We don't see them today, you know. And and Allison's getting old. She's almost dinosaurish, but it's different. We. We see. I'm still older. Yes. What? Okay. (laughs) Two weeks to the roast. Yes. But it's very important for us to to remember this. There were people that, in that first approach, appeared not to be healed. Just like there are people today. We hear about people that, you know, Jesus really loves me because that thing that I had, you know, that that, that thing on my neck, you know, it's gone, you know, because I prayed about it and it's gone. And then the next person with the thing on their neck is going, "I, I prayed too. Why didn't that happen for me? And then you have these people that give Christianity a bad name because their answer is you didn't have enough faith. Translation, Jesus doesn't like you as much as they like that other person. But we have to remember that the Bible talked about individuals. Jesus approached individuals. We hear these stories about individuals approaching Jesus. Did you realize that how much of Jesus' ministry is not a big mass sermon giving, but a one-on-one conversation, a dinner that he's had with somebody, going into somebody's home, eating with them, partying with them, enjoying their company and hearing their stories? It's there for a reason, because Jesus, I believe, sees each and every one of us as a unique individual, but also part of a great community. And there are some people in this community that may need some healing. If we're honest, if we're truly honest, it's every one of us needs some healing. But it may not be the healing that we see on the outside. It may not be the healing that we think that we need personally. We may see our healing needs as something quite shallow compared to what Christ sees in us. Christ sees the entire layer of us. I believe every one of us is layered. We are complex individuals. We are not simplistic And every time that we try to stereotype people and put people in in boxes and stuff, Jesus is saying, there's more to each one of you than that. And I see it. And I believe that Christ does sit with us and wants to heal us, but it may not be in the, the way that we want or the way that we think that we need. It may be something even deeper than that. Have you ever thought that the reason that Jesus healed that person of their physical ailment and not that person... Is because Jesus didn't see the physical ailment as anything wrong with them? There are people in this world that have uh, visually impaired. They are uh, in in wheelchairs. They are uh, people that can't speak. And Christ might be saying to them, there's not anything wrong with you in that way. You are representing everybody in the kingdom of heaven. The thing that you need healed has nothing to do with that, but it has to do with something else. And it might be that Christ is actually healing something further than what we can actually see. What Christ never intended was for us to look at people as different or unloved or unwelcomed. Keep in mind that a lot of the people that that had the physical ailments, they received much prejudice.ness They were outcasts. They were not permitted in certain areas. Many of them in places of worship were not allowed in those places of worship. So by Jesus setting the example by healing, he was saying they are part of this. You have ostracized these people. I'm going to take away the thing that you use against them. And I'm going to tell you that they are part of this. And he's approaching every one of us the same way. But it might not be something that we see on the outside. But when we judge people just on the outside, we miss so much about who they are. Christ didn't just sit on the sidelines waiting for somebody that looked different and went, Ho-ho! healed. Look what I can do. Christ was more about let me talk to you. Let me hear your story. Let me see you as an individual. When we focus on just the physical parts that Christ healed, we miss 90% of the healing that Christ did. And continues to do today there are people that can physically see but remain very blind John Newton the person that wrote amazing grace was not visually impaired he was talking about I don't see I can't see the love I can't see anything beyond uh, the the hatred he was a very uh, man with a many many demons And he found Christ and he gave his life to Christ. And that's when he wrote, I once was blind, but now I see. He could see love again. He could see forgiveness. He could see kindness. He could see welcoming the stranger. He could see the true message of Jesus Christ in his life. Just as there are people today that may physically be able to see, but they are missing so much. That's the blindness that maybe Jesus is curing today. There are people today that can physically speak, but they may not feel like they have a voice. They may not feel like they're heard. Maybe they want to speak for someone else. Maybe they want to stand up for someone else. Maybe they want to stand up for themselves. That's the healing that Jesus is doing in their life. And just for the record, every single person that Jesus healed in the Bible died, including every one of the apostles. What Jesus was giving us was an illustration of what the kingdom of heaven is like. And it wasn't about those that can't walk, will walk. Those that can't see, will see. It was about those that are on the outside, are inside. Those that don't have a voice, have a voice. Those that can't see the beauty, will see it. And the other thing that he gave us is each other. There are things that are in every one of us that needs healing. And that's why we're part of a community. That's why there's people during a pandemic that have given every ounce of their energy to help people they've never met. There are people in the, medical field there are people in the teaching there are people in every walks of life we're here to help each other the message was never about the outsider there's something wrong with them it was always about everyone on the outside is on the inside may we remember that and may we all be healed Instead of looking at our neighbor as someone that needs to be healed and trying to find the thing about them that must need to be healed or that is different, what if we looked at every one of ourselves, each as an individual, with one thing that every one of us needs, and that is to be loved? What if we looked at that as the cure? And what if we looked at that as something that we have to share? Wouldn't this world be wonderful? Wouldn't this world be a reflection of the kingdom? May we do that today. May we, when we leave here, may we truly practice loving God, loving ourselves,
0: and loving our neighbor, each and every one of them. Amen.